welcome to Casey's Ice Cream Parlour, the podcast where we recap every single Sweet Valley Twins book in the series. I'm Paula and I'm here with Rich. Hello. This fortnight we read Buried Treasure. We did indeed. Book number 11. Yeah. And, um, well, you can describe, you describe the cover. Um, Jess is looking furious. She kind of looks really fuming. I think they both look really surprised. Yeah, maybe. So it's Jessica and Ellen on the cover. Um, they're really cute. They're sat on sat on Ellen's porch with their little blue jeans on, matching blue jeans. But like, don't you think Jess has seen something that kind of disgusts her? Like she's shocked, but also disgusted. I'm not sure. No. Okay. <laughs> well, um, this is the first time we've seen Ellen, I think. Yeah. Um, and she kind of looks like how I imagined, actually. She doesn't look like much like I imagined. Okay. She looks a bit more tomboyish than I imagined. A bit too Amy-ish. Yeah. A character who will feature heavily in this book. Mm. So our cover is a maroon colour. I like it. It says, has Jessica's good luck run out? No. No, it hasn't. <laughs> she does pretty well out of this, to be honest. Her luck never runs no, out. No, never. Literally never. On the back, it says, secrets from the past. Jessica Wakefield and her close friend Ellen Reitman have struck gold. Well, it's a bit of an exaggeration. That's a slight exaggeration, guys. They have discovered an old metal box buried in Ellen's backyard. Along with love letters and photographs, it contains $200. Yeah, they were going to use the uh, the name love letters, but that was already taken. Oh, for the book. Yeah. Hmm. The girls decide to keep their discovery a secret and head for the Sweet Valley Mile to spend some of their newfound fortune. Their timing couldn't be worse, as just at just about the same time, the money for the sixth grade class trip to Disneyland has disappeared from the teacher's lounge. Oh boy. And that's exactly when Jessica and Ellen show up at school with all their new things. If they tell the truth now, they'll get in trouble for keeping the secret, but if they don't say where they got the money, they'll be accused of stealing. How will Jessica and Ellen be able to prove their innocence? That literally just summarised 50% of this book. It did, actually. It's <laughs> just like, that's the whole start of this book. But uh, thanks. Um, so, shall we get into it? Yeah, so we start off um, literally where we left them last time, in Ellen's garden. Yes, dead parakeet um, in one hand. Yes. Um, Jessica's staring at the small locked metal box. So, yeah, if you remember, they, they were holding a funeral for uh, Mark's parakeet, Ellen's little brother, Mark. Leon, the parakeet. Leon, yeah. Yeah. Um, just after they found the box, Mark had tripped over Jessica's newly healed ankle that she hurt in one of the gang. Um, and uh, she pretended that she was really injured and that he'd he'd aggravated the injury again. Yes, um, so, and... so, of course, she... she... Um, twisted her ankle really badly, didn't she, in the last book, which mm-hmm. is uh, what she's playing on now. She's like, I need my crutches again. I need my crutches again. So they sent him off to the Wakefields to fetch the crutches. Um, he's made them promise not to open the treasure until he gets back. Yeah. At the Wakefields, Elizabeth and Amy are trying to come up with a slogan for Liz- Liz's election campaign. Yes, and uh, Amy has come up with, your money is in good hands with Elizabeth. Yeah, it's not. So she's come up with. Uh, so basically, Elizabeth's running for student council treasurer. I'm I'm really surprised she's not going for president. I thought the same. I was really surprised. I thought Amy would be treasurer and like Liz would be going for president. Yeah, yeah. Amy's slogan is actually the full thing. Um, Your money is in good hands with Elizabeth. Vote Elizabeth Wakefield for student council treasurer. It's not very catchy, is it's it? It's not very catchy at all. <laughs> um, and uh, despite the fact that Amy has <clears throat> has given herself not getting paid, obviously, the job of being Liz's campaign manager. Um, Liz just says, oh, that's a shit idea. Um, but she does suggest something better. Hmm. So Elizabeth's rival, Peter Dehaven, has gone with, don't despair with Peter. <laughs> that, that doesn't even make any sense. No, it, it, even it, mean? it really doesn't work at all. <laughs> but it's better than Elizabeth. At least it's memorable. Yeah, it is. Um, so... so- Elizabeth thinks Peter is a little odd. Yes, she thinks he's a little odd, but apparently he's quite nice. Um, Liz has come up with her own catchphrase, though, hasn't she? 
um, Wake Up with Wakefield with Elizabeth Wakefield. Oh, I missed that. I haven't yeah. got that one written. Which I, I yeah, Wake Up with Elizabeth Wakefield, and I can't decide whether that would make a really good breakfast show or a conspiracy oh, that'd be an podcast. Amazing, that'd be an it's amazing like, breakfast show. Yeah, Wake Wake Up with, or a conspiracy podcast. Yeah, Wake yeah. Up with Elizabeth Wakefield. Oh my god, could go either way. Um, and then Amy rolls her trousers up above her ankles, and she starts doing impressions of Peter. Yeah, and and Liz is like. Well, that's not very nice. But then she laughs anyway. Yeah, I know. She laughs and then she's like, well, that's awful. You're terrible. Mark arrives at the Wakefields and he explains what's happened. He he claims that he barely touched Jessica. <laughs> and Elizabeth thinks, like, yeah, Jessica's probably being dramatic. Elizabeth, Mark turns up and he's like, oh, I need Jessica's crutches. I accidentally rolled on her ankle. And Liz is like, her bad ankle? Like, no, Liz, the good one. <laughs> well, she could have both injured. Both injured, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, so Elizabeth takes him up to Jessica's room to find the crutches and even Mark, this little boy kid, is shocked at how messy Jessica's room is. Yeah, he's like, I thought my room was messy. (laughs) Elizabeth finds a box full of candy bars in Jessica's closet. Yeah, and she's quite shocked because these candy bars were being used for a very specific reason. Mm Mm-hmm. So these candy bars have been given to the sixth grade uh, a month ago. Yeah. And they're supposed to sell them to raise money for the class trip to Disneyland. I think there's like a week or so left to Yeah, to, not to, what not one single money. one has been sold. Yeah, so she's basically just not bothered. I hope we get um a book about this Disneyland trip as well. Well, you know, I never thought we'd hear about the tour guide thing and we did. Mm. So who yeah. knows? You know, we might get there. Um, Mark eventually finds the crutches under Jessica's bed and he hurries off with them. Meanwhile, back at Ellen's, of course, the girls have opened the box <laughs> Obviously. as I soon think, as Mark like, left. The second they left, Jess was like, let's open it. It contained two old photos, a pile of letters and $200. Kind of spoiled that when we read the blurb. On the yeah, back. I know. Um, <laughs> the, the girls immediately jump around the room just shouting that they're rich, which I mean, $200 in the Yeah, they the start 80s. throwing the money around. Yeah. Um, and then they get to the photos. The photos, there's one of a beautiful woman, woman wearing a silky flowered shawl and a pretty dress. And there's one of a man wearing a coverall and standing beside a tractor clutching a rake. Oh boy, he must be a gardener. <laughs> they look at the letters. The first one is dated March the 13th, 1928. Yes. Are you going to read the actual, uh, the actual letter? Yeah. So, um, hold on a sec. So the first one was written in neat old-fashioned script. The date on it was March the 13th, 1928. Dearest Jane, Yes, I do remember the first time we met. You were about eight years old, I was nine. Your father had brought you along to meet the new gardener, and I was outside our cottage playing with some old bricks. Your father helped you out of the car and introduced us. I thought you were the most beautiful girl I'd ever met. I still do. Jessica and Ellen sighed. Hi, romantic, said Ellen. Love letters. What are you doing out here? I'm just... just playing with these bricks just having a little play jessica read on dearest i know that your father has opposed our marriage and is pressuring you to marry the more suitable young man he has chosen please jane i beg you to reconsider what could be greater than our love what indeed and then they pick up the next letter and uh jessica skims it and the next letter is basically him telling jane that if she loves him she should have the courage to stand up to her father and he's proud to be the gardener's son Yes, and, and that he's given the, the $200 for her to elope, basically, for her to leave with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the last letter, it says, Dearest Jane, I wish only to spend the rest of my life with you. Meet me tonight at six o'clock under the Grape Arbor. I won't ask again, my dear Jane. No matter what happens, I will always love you from William. That was the oh, last boy. letter. This would be like the most exciting find ever. I mean, the money is pretty exciting, but then like the letters are really cool. Yeah, imagine being 12 and getting $200 though. In the in the 80s. I mean, even now I'd be quite pleased. Or the pleased, 90s. I don't know when this came out, but you know. 80s. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of money. So uh, Jessica and Ellen wonder what happened. Ellen thinks that Jane would have spent the money um, if she ended up marrying William. But mm. Jessica said maybe she was rich. Yeah, like maybe he's so rich they just didn't even need the 200 mm. and they just, you know. They didn't want to share the money with Mark or for Alan's mum to find out and tell them to try and find the owners and return it. Yeah. So they decide to only tell Mark about the letters and photos and divide the money between them. It's pretty weird that you hid the money and, and buried the money. 
Hmm. Like, hide the letters, maybe. Burn them. Burying them is hmm. quite s- severe. Maybe she was planning on going back there someday. Yeah, I'm a bit unclear, actually, about how this box got buried. Yeah, why did it get buried? And why did you leave $200 in it when you buried it? Actually, $200 in 1928? Yeah, that would have been a lot. That would be a lot of money, right? Assuming that dollars have never changed. In fact, would that, was that would even, it even be relevant Would they even dollars? be legal tender now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because I don't know American currency. Because they currency. go and spend all this money. Because in the UK, we've changed notes yeah. quite a few times since. Because Jessica and Alan you know, go and spend all this money. Yeah, would immediately. Even be, would it even be currency? Yeah, because it says, like, yellowed old mm. dollars. And it's like, but are they still going to be usable i don't know and why would you bury it and in 1928 yeah that would be worth a hell of a lot of money yeah yeah so um gardener obviously does well when jessica gets home elizabeth uh elizabeth had asked mark to tell her to tell jess to call her which of course you know is jessica yeah she went to the mall and she forgot yeah so Liz is absolutely frantic when Jessica gets home. She she says, I was about to call mum and maybe the police. Yeah. Like you could have just called Ellen's house. You could have just walked around, yeah. you know. Yeah. Or phoned Ellen's house. Yeah. No to get the police involved. I know. He's like, oh, yeah, the police what, involved. What for? Um, Jess has done way worse in Twins and Liz hasn't phoned the police. Yeah. She went to that concert <laughs> on her own and stuff. Jessica's arrived home with lots of shopping bags. Um, Liz knows that Jessica doesn't have any money. Yeah. Uh, and Jessica lies that she carried them home for Ellen. Yeah, she's helping Ellen. Poor Ellen. Liz she carried them to the like, wrong house, though. Yeah, Liz is really confused. She's like, well, why have you brought them here? Yeah. But there's something else. <clears throat> Jessica's made the most wonderful discovery whilst at mm-hmm. the mall. She's got a brand new Walkman and she claims to have found it on a bench outside Sweet Valley Fashions. Yeah. Liz is... In shock, this is the exact same Walkman that, that uh, Jess broke or ruined a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And she's been begging Alice and Ned for one ever since. Yeah, and it's uh, exactly the same. Yeah. What a coincidence. Mm. At cookery class on Monday, Elizabeth and Julia are making mini pizzas and they're discussing the election. They both agree that Olivia will be the best student president. I agree too. I think she will replace all the school dinners with vegetarian spreads. <laughs> Maybe that's the real reason. Maybe Liz knew like she'd have a chance against Olivia. Mm. Elizabeth is nervous about reading a speech in front of the whole school. Um, and Amy says that she'll help her to write it. Yeah. Why does Liz need any help with writing? I thought she was the, best, she was writer the best writer in ever. the world. But uh, meanwhile... A commotion has broken out across the classroom. Yeah, Charlie Cashman's with Peter, uh, and he claims that Peter was trying to put dead flies on their pizza. Ew. Um, and the teacher's just like, both of you, just shut up. Because <laughs> I, like, I, I get the impression she's probably fed up with Peter, but she knows what Charlie Cashman's <laughs> like, surely. Yeah. So, you know, just, just be quiet. Um, and Liz feels a bit sorry for Peter, because um, he's always being picked on. Yeah, and she feels guilty for making fun of him with Amy earlier. But she doesn't feel guilty enough to go and make sure if he's okay. No, no, she doesn't. No. Oh no, she's not going to. She's not going to risk her social standing by going and talking <laughs> to the guy. In homeroom, Amy tells Elizabeth that she's come up with the perfect slogan. Oh my goodness! Elizabeth makes sense. C e n t s. I thought that was quite good. I think that's actually good as well. And I like when it gets changed to later. But, oh, um... I love it. <laughs> So, yeah, Julie and Elizabeth love it and they agree that is the one. Liz says uh, Liz, Liz says to Amy afterwards, she's like, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> as if it's meant to... I was like, yeah, that's the joke, Liz. That's the pun. <laughs> well done, you understand the pun. It even says that her friend's all grown at her. Miss Wyler asks if anyone sold any candy. And Elizabeth is surprised when Jessica and Alan put their hands up and they each hand Miss Wyler a $5 bill. Yeah, because, of course, Liz knows none of the chocolate bars were sold uh, mm. last week. And she also knows that Jess hasn't been anywhere to sell them over the weekend. Mm. Amy, for some reason, is in charge of handling this money. Yes, she's been put in charge of, of handling the money. Um, so she's asked to put it in uh, Miss Wilder's locker after class. But I'm not sure why Miss Wilder doesn't put it in her own locker. What is Amy's... Role here. I, I don't I, I, really understand. Um, wouldn't one of the uh, one of the the 
the uh, people that want to become the treasurer be like, yeah. well, I'll look after it. Yeah, that would be I good experience for Liz. I'm good with money. Also, she's not even looking after it because she's putting it into Miss Wilder's locker. Yeah, so they put it in like a Ms. cigarette Wilder box. Miss Wilder could just keep and it in her like, pocket put it in, yeah. and then put it in her own locker at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. don't really understand. It's it's just necessary for this plot to happen, I think. <laughs> so after school, Elizabeth and Amy are working on Liz's campaign posters. Yeah. Amy says that her, quote, sort of boyfriend, Ooh. Ken, can help put them up. Hang on a minute. Sort of boyfriend? Mm. That was like book four. You've got to be steady by now. They're moving slow. They're, They're moving slow. very slow. I think, I imagine Ken needs a lot of, uh, lot of time. Yeah. It takes him a little bit, you know, a little while. <laughs> but also, like, Ken wouldn't be much help putting up the posters, would he? Well, later on, <laughs> he even jokes about it. He says, Unless, I heard you yeah. need someone tall. Unless they want the posters, like, put up at, like, knee, knee height. height. <laughs> <laughs> Amy puts some red glitter on Liz's name on the poster, but that's too wild for Liz. Yeah, Liz thinks it's a bit quote flashy. Yeah, she's like, "Whoa, there!" That's and Amy's like, flashy. "Amy quite rightly says, like, like, do you want this poster to stand yeah. out at all? Come on, Liz. Do you want people to actually like, see this little, poster? Go wild. Go crazy. A bit of yeah. red glitter. Oh my god." Yeah. Um, all the kids whine when Alice gets home. Uh, she's made them pizza and the ungrateful little shits complain that they, they had it earlier because they served it in the canteen. So Steve and Jess had it and then Liz and well, they, Amy made They made it in class. Yeah. Just have pizza twice. Well, A, well, there's two sides to this because A, have pizza twice, but B, they made it in cookery class. And arguably if Alice was a better mother, she would have probably known what her kids were doing that day. I and suppose they were so, cooking yeah. pizza. Because <laughs> um, normally, like whenever I did that, you'd tell your parents, like, oh, we're making pizza today. I'd always take today. mine home for my family to eat. Yeah, why didn't they bring it home? Greedy little shits. <laughs> Maybe Alice wanted pizza. And <laughs> she knew they just would have eaten it all. Yeah. So instead of telling them to eat what they're given, yeah. like my mum would have done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> She'd be like, I made this now, you're, you're eating you're it. You're eating it, yeah. And in any case, pizza sounds great. Double pizza? Count me in. Yeah. But, Especially um, as a kid, come on. Alice offers to take them to the dairy burger. Yeah, I mean, that's an upgrade, I guess. Stephen's embarrassed to be seen with his mum. I his know, family. they turn up and he sees a group of his friends outside and he's like, oh, mum, can we get takeaway? But she insists on eating in. Yeah, it says that she walks purposefully inside. She's like, I'm having none of this. Stephen eats two Dairy Deluxe burgers and two orders of fries in less than five minutes. And then he tries to steal Elizabeth's fries as well. Yeah, he's like asking, he's like looking at Elizabeth going like, charity? Elizabeth's <laughs> like, I've not even finished eating yet. What a pig. Yeah. And then Peter Dehaven walks in. And Liz and Amy start whispering and, and like um, pointing at him. Yeah, but they're such Her lovely bitches. people. Um, so Peter's come in wearing bright surfer shorts. Yeah, so he usually always wears brown pants with a brown belt and sturdy Oxford shoes. Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing bright surfer shorts, but he's still got his brown shoes and socks on, so he looks yeah. a bit weird. Also, the price tag is hanging out of the shorts. Yeah, which everyone finds hilarious, but weirdly hmm. that became like a big fashion thing a couple of years ago. Did it? People wearing like uh, price tags on their hats and stuff. Did it? Yeah, that was a thing for a while. Must have missed that one. Well, no, I missed it as well. I'm not taking part in that nonsense. But yeah, it was like a fashion thing at one point. What the hell? So he was just ahead of the curve. Um, A couple of older kids yank the tag as they pass. Yeah, and then he becomes painfully aware of it. And to make things worse, Stephen just bursts out laughing hmm. at him. Jessica's howling with laughter as well. Alice tells them off and fucking hypocrites Liz and Amy are like, yeah, we feel sorry for him and they play all innocent. It's like, you you keep making fun of him as well. They make, yeah, they, they pretend to, to stand up for him even though they make fun of him too. Hmm. Um, And then Stephen's like, hey, is there something going on between you and Peter? And Liz is like, oh, gross. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's just a nice guy. Like, you know, you, you obviously don't like him that much. Yeah. You don't want to be... It's like, oh, yeah, well, we'll stick up for him, but I don't want to be associated with him. <laughs> and then uh, the next morning, Jessica's ready for school. She's wearing a pair of pink stretch pants and a baggy purple sweater. Yeah, Liz sounds questions. Amazing. It does sound amazing. It sounds very unicorn. Mm. Uh, Liz questions where this top came from. Jessica tells her, well, I swapped my old sweater for it. And Liz is like, that's that's my sweater, not yeah. yours. She was like, oh, it's the one I never wear. The one with the picture of a lion on it. 
sounds awful. I know. I think it sounds great. I suppose it depends. I on... want a sweater with a picture of a lion on. I was thinking <laughs> it would be like one of those wolf t-shirts, you know. Oh God, that is amazing, though. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, and Liz is like that lion sweater was mine. You only wear khaki, Liz. You wouldn't have worn. She that wants sweater. Jessica to get it back from Lila, and I don't blame her. I, I fucking. It's want the principle well. at that point, isn't it? I want yeah. it back. I'm obsessed with this lion jumper. Okay. I've got a picture on my head of what it's like, and I just think it's great. Oh. Um. So yeah, you know what to get me for my birthday. And if a you lion jumper. Picture a jumper with a picture of a lion. Only a couple of weeks to go. I can make it happen. <laughs> At school, some campaign posters are already up. Yes. And Olivia's a beautiful because she's used her artistic flair and made them herself. Of course. And Peter has just literally scribbled his shit slogan on a piece of paper and pencil. That's it. Um, yeah, and Liz says, um, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> like he's just gonna lie about it. Liz notices that Peter's wearing new sneakers today. But he's still got his brown shoes on, so they look weird. Brown he's got brown socks, socks on, yeah, brown yeah. socks with his new shoes, yeah. <clears throat> and then by lunchtime, the whole sixth grade is talking about these sneakers. Yeah, sorry. I know how they make a big deal out of everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like the whole, is the talk of the school now. Yeah. Um, but I just need to point out, when Liz noticed the, the sneakers, she's like, oh, you got some new sneakers. And he's like, yeah, yeah, they're new. And it says, the book says that she then, Liz then panics that he <laughs> might ask what she thinks of the sneakers. So she just says, I gotta go and just runs away because she's too <laughs> terrified to tell him they look rubbish. And yeah, so uh, the unicorns are being especially mean. Well, they they have a big plan, don't they? Mm. So Jessica's really pleased when uh, she tells them what happened at the Dairy Burger and Janet thinks it's funny. Yeah. And Janet tells them that she's got a despicable plan. It's all about impressing Janet and the unicorns. And Janet says it's going to be the meanest trick they've played in a long time. Oh boy. And Jessica cannot wait. Of course not. I don't believe, I don't think it's that evil. It's not as bad as the shaving foam with Lois. No, you nearly killed someone, yeah. potentially. Poisoned them anyway. In homeroom, Miss Wilder tells everyone that the money's gone. Yeah, Amy cannot believe it. And she feels terrible because she was supposed to be in charge of it during that, that period of time. Yeah, and she'd actually forgotten to put Jessica and Eleanor's money into the locker. Yeah, so it's been missing for over a week now, hasn't it? Because mm. she'd forgotten to put that money in and she hadn't dealt with it since the week before now so uh yeah mrs wyler then tells the class and they are fucking outraged yeah they put a lot of effort into selling the candy little ken he says he put loads of he sold loads of candy for this but he struggled to carry it all he as well. probably did the box was probably bigger than he was oh <laughs> after class so, oh actually so have you forgiven ken now for being being ableist in the last book uh, I can't be mad at Ken. <laughs> you know, it's like Liz with Jessica. I can't yeah, stay mad can't at Ken. Yeah, can't stay mad at Ken. Not little Ken. Once he's an adult, if he if he messes up when he's an adult, we might have some words. But no, I like I like Ken. I like all, Ken. all the way through. I like Ken. He's the one good guy in Sweet Valley. So after class, Lila compliments Ellen's new earrings. These earrings are the same as the lead singer of Toy Car wears. Oh um, boy, we've I'm heard s- of Toy Car I'm before. S- yeah, I'm we? so glad they've brought toy car back there's a few things that come back in this book that please me Mm. ellen lies that her auntie bought them for her and lila's jealous because they cost a fortune it's like like lila's dad wouldn't get yeah exactly it's not really jealous of anything not really a problem for lila fowler um liz immediately suspects jessica Mm. uh, because she's like sat there like well where did she she had this walkman and i know she didn't have sell like any candy bars so i'm mm. i'm suspicious and apparently it's quite clear that uh, that jess um and ellen are both being like shifty yeah shifty but she dismisses the thought and she thinks jessica would never steal no and then she gets to work with putting her posters up with amy and ken yeah ken comes along and he says i hear you need someone tall <clears throat> yeah and they all giggle cuz Ken's a little boy at this point. Yeah, he says, don't you need someone taller than I? Yes, everybody's taller <laughs> than I. And then he starts quizzing Amy about the missing money. Um, and Amy thinks he's accusing her of taking it. Yeah, and he's... He does ask some weird questions. He's, uh, he's a weird boy. He's <laughs> a weird boy. He's an awkward, weird boy. Like He's like, are you worried that someone's going to connect it to you? Yeah. And she storms off in a huff. Yeah, and, and Ken just can't figure it out. He's like, I don't mm. understand. 
At Ellen's house, Mark is suspicious because Jessica and Ellen don't want Ellen's parents to know about the box. Yeah, Mark... <laughs> Mark's uh, so suspicious, he decides to uh, to go and search in the wardrobe while Ellen's out. Yeah, he decides to read the letters because... Um, like Ellen and Jessica said they don't want to be forced to return them. Yeah. And he's like, why Why do they care? Mm-hmm. So he decides to read the letters and they're all mushy and he's not interested until he finds the one that mentions the money. Yes. Yeah, so there's a separate letter that they kept out of the box that uh, that he finds, which obviously mentions the $200. He is not happy. But then Jessica and Ellen come home. What's a guy going to do? What's a little boy going to do? He hides in Ellen's closet. And then while he's in there, Avery hears them talking about Ellen's new $55 earrings. Yeah. And they say they're so glad they didn't share the money with him. Yeah, they're, they're literally slagging off Mark two sec- mm. like two inches away from him. Then Ellen opens up her closet and she finds him. Yeah. And he, he makes me so funny. He's he, They find him and he's just like, oh, hi, Ellen. Yeah, he's like, oh, hi. Like, really casually, like he was meant to be there. <laughs> and she grabs him and she's like, <laughs> What did you hear? And he's like, nothing. And she rips his shirt. Yeah, I know. He's like, you're ripping my shirt. And she's like, tell me what you heard. And then he's like, everything. (laughs) (laughs) And he says he'll tell on them unless they give him his share of the money. Yeah. And then he runs away, manages to get away and he locks himself in his room. And of course, poor Mark. I feel really bad for Mark. I feel bad for Mark in this book because he's just a poor little kid. He reminds me a bit of Teddy, you know, (laughs) a bit of Teddy and Mark. Um, Yeah, he runs away and he locks himself in his room, which obviously causes a problem because now when Ellen's parents come home, he's going to tell them straight away. But Mm. Jessica has a plan. And then we catch the Wakefields. Liz is struggling to write her campaign speech. She's got a bit of writer's block. Yeah, it's awful. Happens to the best of them. Um, And she wonders if Jessica's got her lion sweater back yet. Yeah. I fucking hope she has. Um, Well, she'll have to go and look to find out, won't she? Yeah, she goes into Jessica's room and she finds the box still full of candy bars. And then she finds a receipt for the Walkman. Mm. She feels sick. But she thinks, I'll just ask Jessica about it and there's bound to be an explanation. Sure there is. Back at Ellen's house, her parents have arrived home and yeah. Mark has been able to safely leave his room. Yeah, apparently it sounds like he waited until we heard them coming and then he just ran down the stairs as fast <laughs> as he could. Like Ellen was going to murder him at the top of the stairs yeah. so he couldn't make it down. And obviously he's gone straight to tell them about the $200. Yeah, he says like, you know, they found $200, they stole this money. <clears throat> Um and uh, you know, Mrs. Uh, Reitman is Reitman, isn't it? Their, yeah. their last name. Mrs. Reitman runs up the stairs angrily and she says, "What's this all about? This two hundred dollars?" She finds Ellen just calmly listening to music on the bed, mm. chilling out, listening to the buck, and she's just denied everything. Yeah, she's hidden the earrings as well. And of course, little Mark, he's going crazy. He's all red and blotchy. like saying like she stole the money she's a liar and ellen plays it so cool she's like oh he's just had too much sugar (laughs) he's just too hyper elizabeth also confronts jessica when she gets home about the walkman receipt yeah but jessica sticks to her original story and she says i found the woman with the receipt attached to it which is not unreasonable i thought this was a good lie on jessica's part because yeah if you found it in the bag it probably would have the receipt just except she slips up yeah she says she found it outside Casey's. Which, uh, of course, is not what she said the first time. She said Sweet Valley Fashions. Mm. And Liz is like, you said Sweet Valley Fashions. Yeah. And she just avoids the question and puts her headphones in. Yeah, just as like, oh, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. You know. The next day, it's time for the unicorn's despicable plan. Yes, they all head to the toilets. Um, They follow Janet into the girls' bathroom like a flock of small purple birds, Aww. it says. I love I love the thought of them all marching around in purple. <laughs> when they emerge a few minutes later, they're all wearing white sneakers with brown socks, just like Peter's. Aww. Uh Bruce Patman, of course, immediately sees this and finds it hilarious. Hmm. Janet tells him it's the new fad and he has no taste. <laughs> Amy confronts them then and she says it's not nice to make fun of people. You fucking literally hypocrite. did that earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. So Janet brings up the Disney money and uh, she's like, were you in charge of the money? Yeah, she basically makes Amy look like a moron. Yeah, and when Amy says yes, she's like, hmm, 
okay. And then she yeah. just walks away. And just walks off. And then Ken comes over and he asks Amy if there's any chance that she accidentally took the cigar box out of the locker and left it on the floor. Poor Ken. He's trying to help. He's trying to be nice, but he's just being really awkward. And Amy um, runs off crying. Yes. She uh, she locks herself in the toilets and she feels terrible because everyone seems to be blaming her. Mm. In Mr. Bowman's English class, Caroline tells Elizabeth and Julie that Peter pretended not to notice what the unicorns were wearing, but she could tell he was upset. Yeah. Um, Liz is happy because they're doing free association in class. Yeah, which... So, Mr. Bowman has this idea and you basically just write whatever you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do that. I've never heard of it. Hmm. It's a new thing to me, but yeah. Um, And Elizabeth writes, is Jessica a thief? Yeah. Then she writes a fake letter to a problem page about it. And then she screws the whole thing up and throws it away. Yeah, I thought someone was going to find that later. So did I thought someone was going to find it in the bin or it yeah. would like miss the bin or be on the desk. And yeah, that's what I assumed was going to happen. But no, we never hear about that piece of paper again. No. At lunch, Amy starts crying and she tells Elizabeth that people are starting to think that she stole the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Liz, subtle, subtle Liz, <laughs> is just like, well... We know that's not true, Amy. You'd never do that. And also, not on this subject, just about something completely different. Just just, just randomly speculating. But what <laughs> would you do if someone you knew, <laughs> you thought someone you knew, you know, might have uh, got some new new expensive things that they couldn't afford? And um, you asked where they came from and, you know, they just avoid the subject on where they got the money from. Just, just asking. <laughs> and of course, at that moment, Amy sees Jessica and Ellen. But they're sparkly new things. Hmm. So she gets up and storms straight over to Caroline. Liz tries to stop her. She's like, I- I'm not certain. But Amy's having none of it. Yeah, so she goes to the mouth. Yeah. I think Liz thinks she's going to go and confront um, Jess and Ellen. But, but she's being cl- more clever than that. I was going to say, she's doing something way worse. She's basically playing them at their own game. Yeah. This is the kind Tell of Caroline, then everyone will know. Everyone, yeah. After school, Jessica's on the steps waiting for Ellen and she's swinging her hips to a Johnny Buck tape in her Walkman. Yeah. Charlie Cashman and Jerry McAllister are whispering and staring and Sophia Rizzo and Nora McCandy. I was so happy. two more girls. I know, they're still around. After I've spent the last couple of episodes saying, oh, you yeah. only hear about them in two books. <laughs> they walk by and give her dirty looks. She tells Ellen people are staring and Ellen shouts to two seventh graders, why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Classic. It's like the ultimate like 90s it's a comeback. Classic, classic comeback, yeah. Like the comeback you used when you were 12. <laughs> yep. Ellen gives Jess the earrings and she says, you have to hide these at your house. Yeah, she can't risk her mum finding them. They'll ask too many questions. Jessica's worried that the owner of the chest is going to come back for the money. Yeah. And that night she has nightmares about the girl in the photo coming back as an old woman grabbing her arm yeah with telling like her she's a bony thief. fingers and yeah this is this is a really fun book it kind of goes into like halloweeny territory and places <laughs> when she wakes up she she gets the idea for, for no reason that maybe the woman was buried next to the chest yeah she's and they're gonna go to jail yeah and they're like, gonna go to jail for grave robbing. grave robbing it's like not not in your own why back would garden. why would there be a dead body buried next to the chest of letters and also like, it wouldn't be a grave is in your back garden it still wouldn't be grave robbery the next day at school, Caroline has spread the word. Oh, Jessica yeah. and Anna are thieves. Everyone now knows. But no one's telling them, which I really like. Like, everyone in the school's talking about it. No one's talking to Jess or Ellen, and no one's confronted them, so they're none hmm. the wiser as to why everyone hates them. And Caroline's even spoken to the jewellery shop where Ellen got the earrings and found out that a young girl did buy them. They're one of a kind, and she paid cash. Like, is Caroline some kind of super detective? This was back in the day when uh, when Caroline still had credibility with her rumours, clearly. Mm. She slips in Sweet Valley High because no one believes her by Sweet Valley High. But back here, she does her research. That's some hardcore research. Some good skills. Can you imagine being the shopkeeper? This yeah. girl comes out, why, what do you? What are you asking about <clears throat> this for, 14-year-old girl? Mm-hmm. 12. 12. I always do that. You do, don't you? Like, every book I do that. Liz confronts Amy and she says, I don't appreciate you spreading rumours about my sister. 
Yeah, but Amy argues back, you know, stop defending your sister. Mm. And Liz gets upset. Ken comes over and he walks Liz to her English class because she's upset. Yeah, and and Amy is fuming about this. Yeah, she's jealous. Yeah. Ellen and Jessica are in art class and even Lila's not talking to them now. Yeah, apparently Lila's not spoken to them all morning. Mm. Um, And people are asking apparently about the Walkman and the earrings too. That's what Jessica says. And then Jessica draws a portrait of Mr. Sweeney, the art teacher. And uh, Ellen laughs at this. She adds horns and fangs yeah. to the picture. And um, he hears them giggling and he spots Ellen sticking the picture up her sweater. Yeah. He makes them hand it over and they get a telling off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, Amy's on her way to the boosters practice and Ken catches up with her. Yeah, and then he asks uh, if something's wrong. And she says, why did you walk Elizabeth to class? And he's like, uh, because you upset her. Yeah, he says, like, because she seemed upset and, and I don't think you're being very nice to her. And she immediately assumes that he fancies Elizabeth now. Yeah. Um, She turns red and she runs away. Yep, she turns red and runs away. That's that's what happens <laughs> in Sweet Valley High. Amy does a lot of running away in this book. Well, where does she run to, though? Um, she decides that she needs to make Ken jealous. Yeah. So after Booster's practice, she finds Elizabeth and she tells her she can't be her campaign manager anymore because she doesn't think the student council treasurer should have a thief for a sister. This is in Mr. Bowman's office. She just storms into the office and she's like, I don't mm. think that the uh, the student treasurer should have a thief for a sister. And this is like, what? Uh, what? And then she just storms out before <laughs> she can even answer. Amy is on the war path. And then she goes to the library. She finds Peter. He's listening to the book. He is. He's listening to Johnny Buck on his headphones. And he tells her that he collects Johnny Buck albums and he knows all the lyrics. Like, see, he's just a normal He's cool a cool kid. kid. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's about to get a lot cooler, let me tell you. Yeah. She asks him if he's ever thought about having a campaign manager. Oh, my goodness. Later on, Liz is crying on the thinking tree. Yeah. She's uh, sat underneath it thinking unhappy thoughts. Yeah. Jessica interrupts her and she tells her all about the portrait of Mr. Sweeney. It's like the highlight of the day. Yeah, yeah. But Liz, of course, is not in the mood for that. And uh, she confronts Jessica about the money. Yeah. Um, she says she says that Amy... Uh, she says everyone hates her now because she's got a thief for a sister. Yeah. And Jessica's like, you don't mean me. <laughs> I was like, yes. Who else? Yes, I do. Elizabeth said she's tired of defending Jessica. And then Jessica runs off crying. Yeah. She's tired of defending Jessica, but she will still be defending Jessica when she's 16 plus, presumably <laughs> the rest of her life. At dinner, they won't even talk to each other. By the way, though, like, Liz Liz makes a thought, uh, Liz thinks, like, oh, Jess didn't even try to deny it. But it's like, in fairness, Jessica's only defense at this point is, oh, no, I didn't steal the money. This money is from some buried treasure I found, which is like <laughs> the worst excuse I've ever <laughs> heard. Yeah, at dinner time, they won't even talk to each other. Yeah. And Stephen is loving it. I know. Jess asks Alice to pass Liz the butter. It's <laughs> like the classic family argument. And Ned tells him it's too bad that they aren't talking to each other because he's got a secret to tell them. He stole the money. But now isn't the right time. So that's a bit of foreshadowing for the next book. Yeah. I thought we were going to find out in this book. I thought it was going to be something we really small. No, it, it's it's the uh, the plot of the next book. And I don't even know, actually. <gasps> oh my goodness, it's going to be a shock to you too. I think I have a vague memory, but I'm not sure. Mm, okay. The next day, the twins don't even walk to school together. No, Liz sneaks out early. She heads straight to her favourite goddamn place. <laughs> Mr. Bowman's bloody classroom. <laughs> Mr. Bowman's there. He's wearing a plaid, ja- a plaid jacket that made him look like a clown. Oh. He asked to read her campaign speech and he tells her it's okay, but that she needs to tell people why she's qualified for the job. So how qualified can a 12-year-old be? Yeah, I was going to say, what? Got a, a degree in accounting? I'm like... better at keeping money than Amy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what <laughs> argument can you make? She says that um, if she if she does that, I might make her sound stuck up. Well, you already sound stuck up, Liz. Yeah. We're we're beyond that. Also, that's the point of the speech to tell people why. Yeah, why you've got you're... to sell yourself. That is yeah, the point. Why you are yeah. like right for the job. Yeah. 
be shit at job interviews, wouldn't she? She would, yeah. It's like, what can you offer this company? Well, oh, I don't want to sign stuck really. up. I don't so want to sign stuck up. Not a lot. <laughs> and then Julie and Sophia burst in. They drag... Wait, what... Ooh, sorry, come on. What does her letter... What does her speech even say if it doesn't say why she's good for the job? I Just like, know. vote vote for me, please. Because I'm Elizabeth Wakefield. Like, what? You... Vote, vote for me. I can't tell you why. Yeah, this is a secret. You just need to. Though. Just, just vote for me. I'm <laughs> really good. And then um, Julie and uh, Sophia drag Liz out to the hall to see Peter's new, improved election poster. Oh my god! Amy's obviously added her special touch. Yeah, well, Liz asks. She's like, "Whoa, who did these posters?" And of course, Julie points at Amy. It's huge. It's twice the size of Elizabeth. Yeah. And it says, Rockin' Peter, he's your man in neon orange. And it's covered in glitter. I've... This is this is fantastic. Because not only has she made over the posters, mm. she's made over Peter. Yeah. His brown belt and pants are gone. And he's now wearing uh, new jeans and a t-shirt with a picture of the ocean on and the word Maui written on it. I was, I was hoping he'd be totally wearing. Cool, I was man. hoping he'd be wearing a sweater <laughs> with a lion on it, Aww. like it's been sold around. <laughs> Nobody wants it. No. Well, Lila wanted it because she swapped it. The best bit of this is that Charlie Cashman walks past, <laughs> and uh, he's asked where Peter's old clothes are, and Peter shoots back to saying, "I gave them to my sister." And no, no, she said, "He said I gave them to your sister." Oh, gave them to your sister. Like Sorry. it's an insult, to yeah, Peter. You're right. Yeah, and and Charlie is so impressed by this that he agrees to vote for him, even yeah. though he doesn't even know what he's standing for. <laughs> he's like, what are you standing for? Okay, I'll just vote for you. Fine. That was a good comeback. Mm. That day in math class, Miss w- Miss Weiler keeps Jessica and Alan behind. Yeah, the, the rumours have obviously reached the teachers now. Mm-hmm. Um, they stitch their stories about Jessica finding the Walkman and Ellen's auntie giving her the earrings. And Miss Wilder says she's got no choice but to believe them. Well, you have got a choice. You could easily check out the earring story with Ellen's parents. Yeah, you could you could go to the shop. I mean, a 12-year-old kid done that. Yeah. You know, you, I'm sure you could manage. <laughs> um, but yeah, and as they leave, Jess is like, she didn't buy that. She doesn't believe it at all. And she wouldn't be surprised if the parents get called in. Mm. Later on, someone's vandalised Liz's posters. This is brilliant. They've changed Elizabeth Makes Sense to Jessica Takes Sense. <laughs> That's actually really clever. Yeah. Ken comforts Elizabeth. Yeah, he says it's mean. And then they spot Amy and Peter coming out of the library. Oh, and Amy's doing that thing when you want to make someone jealous. And she's like mm. laughing over the top with Peter and be like, oh, Peter, mm. oh, you're so funny. And it works. It Ken does gets work. jealous and he asks Liz lots of questions about Peter. Yeah, he kind of does. But she's like... She's like, are you okay? And he's, he just shrugs and he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Maybe he's lying, isn't he? Yeah, I know. But... Poor Ken. Poor little Ken. Then we catch the Wakefields. Jessica's singing along to a Johnny Buck song. And the lyrics of it are, No one's been as lonely as me. Why I'm alone is life's greatest mystery. Johnny Buck's not a good writer, is he? I didn't know Johnny Buck was an emo. No, I guess not. He was ahead <laughs> of his time as well. She can hear Elizabeth practicing her speech, practicing her speech in the next room, and she wishes she could ask her to do her homework like old times. Yeah, she realizes she's got no chance of that right now. So she decides to just steal Elizabeth's notebook instead. Yes, she waits for Liz to go downstairs, um, and while she's down there, she rushes in, steals the notebook, and she thinks, "Well, I'll return it in time. She'll never even know." Yeah, but in the morning, Elizabeth gets up early to go over her speech. Yeah. She puts her speech inside what she thinks is her notebook, but it's obviously Jessica's. Yeah. Jessica swapped them. Mm-hmm. And then she goes down to breakfast. Then Jessica goes and swaps the notebooks, meaning that she's got Liz's speech yeah. in her own notebook. Yes. And Liz, of course, is in a rush, doesn't bother checking, picks up the notebook, and off she goes to school. And then we cut to the auditorium for speech time. Yeah. Peter's looking cool again. He's even cooler now with added fake tan. He's got a bright orange shirt that says Davy's Surf Shack on it. Whoa. It's not as cool as Fat Willie's Surf Shack, is it? No, it's not. In the UK, we have Fat Willie's... We we had 
I don't know if it's still around. I'm assuming it's still... They must have made a fortune. They, they the, must be still around. In the 90s, everyone wore Fat Willie's Surf Shack t-shirts. Everybody in... Everybody. Every single human in the UK. Everyone. At one point. Adults, kids, <laughs> at one babies. Point, everyone. Every single person. Everyone owned a Fat what Willie's Surf What colour did you have? <laughs> I can't even remember now. I had turquoise. Yeah, I think... And my it, sister had pink. I'm trying to think what colour it was now. But yeah, like everyone. Everyone in the UK has one. I think I'm going to buy one from eBay just to be ironic. Yeah, do it. We should get matching ones. Oh my God, yeah. So Elizabeth opens her notebook to read through her speech. And it's not there. Oh my God, she cannot believe it. She's looking through, she's looking through her notebook. It is just not there. She realises she's just going to have to speak from memory. And then the lights dim. Rock music (laughs) comes on. Peter bursts through the curtain wearing dark shades. Amy is, quote, operating a record player backstage playing rock <clears throat> music. It's Rockin' Peter. <laughs> and then Pete, Rockin' Peter starts rapping. His rap says, I'm Rockin' Peter and I'm here to say... <laughs> I can't... oh, I'm just going to try and rap it, but I just can't. Go on, try. I'm Rockin' Peter and I'm here to say if you vote for me you'll do okay. The audience started to clap and cheer but Peter wasn't finished. He spun around and bent the mic to the ground. (laughs) I want to help, you bet I do, so if you vote for me I'll see you through. I'm rock, 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 rockin' Peter. And then he leaned backward and he looked like he was going to fall over and then he hopped across the stage. Oh my God. And there's more. Then he falls to his knees and he says... I'll watch your cash. I'll guard your stash. <laughs> Obviously a dig at Liz or Jess. Ah. Yeah. He's so good. And he starts bouncing around on his knees. And he's even doing boosters moves. <laughs> the crowd go wild. Even Mr. Clark is crying with laughter. He's crying with laughter. He says he's never laughed so hard at a speech in his life. And then Liz has to follow that. Yes, and uh, Liz pretty much just fumbles her way through this I speech. have Liz's speech here. Oh, go for it. Um, her speech is, I'm Elizabeth Wakefield and I'm running for student body treasurer. I think you should vote for me because I'm very well qualified for the job. I'm not going to tell you what those qualifications are. I'm just qualified for it. Take my word for it. Well, it says after that she was able to remember most of her speech, although it didn't sound the same as when she practiced it at home. Well, that's all we get of it. It sounds like it was shit, basically. Yeah, it, I think it was going to be shit anyway. But but the point is, she thinks she remembered most of it, but clearly she didn't because Jess comes up to her afterwards and is like, "What the fuck happened?" She knows what happened. I know. Um, and then Elizabeth realizes what's happened as well. Yeah, she's like. It was missing from my notebook. And Jess is like, your notebook? And she can tell by the look on her face that Jess has obviously Mm. swapped them. She demands to see Jessica's notebook. And then Jess comes clean. And Liz, quote of the book, Liz asks Jessica, are you trying to ruin my life? (laughs) Yeah, she goes mental in front of everyone. Yeah, she's finally snapped. Jessica tells Ellen that she thinks they should come clean about the treasure. Yeah. She says she'll babysit or even walk Mrs. Bramble's dog to make back the money. I know. Even Sally got mentioned in this book. Mm. I think she should stay the hell away from Sally. I so do I, actually. To be honest. Ellen is not keen on confessing, but Jessica tells her that she'll be over after school with the box. Yeah, she's like, this cannot continue anymore. Mm. Meanwhile, Peter's got lots of new fans. He has even... Janet. Mm. Janet asks him to perform with the boosters at the next game. Yeah, and Amy's like, that's a bit hypocritical, isn't it? Like, you, after what you played, after the stunt you guys pulled yeah. the other day. But Janet's just like, well, that was before he was popular, so it doesn't count. <laughs> Janet says they'll even get him a special uniform. Yeah, and of course, Peter's delighted at this. He's like, I'd love to perform with the boosters. And Amy's standing next to Peter like a bodyguard, it says. Yeah. Don't you think that the boosters would be way more entertaining with Rock and Peter out front? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I would definitely be up for that. And then Peter asks Amy why she's not speaking to Elizabeth. Yeah, and he's like, 
she seems really upset at the moment and and he's like i wish that i had a best friend i hope that now i'm popular i can have friends i felt so sorry for him on this bit so did i and amy does too and she realizes what a fucking bitch she's been (laughs) yeah she's like i've been awful at cookery class amy sees ken he's having an intense looking conversation with julie yeah and she's like why isn't he getting jealous of peter like i planned yeah then she has to Mr. Brayman's room. Elizabeth is there and she's looking like she's been crying. She's red and blotchy on the yeah. sofa. <laughs> Mr. Brayman asks them to do him a favour. He sends them to, su- to the supply cupboard to get some paper. Um, so he gives them the key. They walk there in silence. And then when they're inside the cupboard, Mr. Nydick walks past. He sees the light on and the door open. And rather than thinking the obvious... Oh, just like look in there. Someone's just make sure. in there. Yeah. He's just like, stupid people being careless, leaving the light on, leaving the door open. Doesn't even check to see if anyone's there. Just locks them in. Um, why are, again, another task. Why aren't, why are students moving boxes and things around? Like, why are they even doing it? I don't know. Mr. Bowman should do this. So there's no keyhole on the inside and they're stuck. Yeah, Amy's like starts banging to try and get the uh, the attention of a teacher. Um, but Liz, Liz is just like, there's no fucking point. I might as well just die now. My life is over. Let's just starve to death in this cupboard. I've, I'm done with life. I fucked up the speech. My life's done. I'm done. <laughs> they have a big heart to heart. And yeah, they, Liz Amy... really breaks down and she's like, why... Mm. Why do you? Why are you being like why this? Why do you hate me? Yeah. And Amy admits that she just didn't want to be blamed for the for the money, and she also admits that she thought Ken liked Liz. Yeah, she's trying to be uh, make make little Ken <clears throat> jealous. Um, and Liz mentions that that Ken's told Julie that Amy's into Peter now. Mm. So that was what their intense convo was about in yeah. Cookery. So like, it's not even like like Ken being little Ken being so you know. Um, I don't know. Devoid so we, of of front and and bravado, mm, so he skipped being up. jealous and just gone straight yeah. to give up. He's like, yeah. "Oh, that's that then." And Elizabeth tells Amy that she's taken advantage of her, she's taken advantage of Peter, and she's taken advantage of Ken and Jessica, all for nothing. Yep. But they make up. Of yeah, course. they make friends. Of course, they do. And then they start trying to get out. They stick a piece of paper under the door <laughs> that just reads, help, stuck in storeroom. Also, Amy wonders if there's a saw around anywhere. Yeah. Like, why would there be a saw in there if there is? What the fuck is she planning to do with it? She's going to saw the door in <laughs> <Yeah>. half. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, there isn't a saw no. in, the, in the station recovered. What is in the station school. recovered, though? Um, I bet you can guess. Yeah, so they're looking around for some more things to help them get out. Yeah. Don't know what they expect to find. And on top of some old mass posters, Amy finds a cigar box. Do you know, if they hadn't found that in like 10 years time, there'd be some other stu- Sweet Valley students there and it would be like Buried Treasure 2. Yeah. Like, oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> it's 200 pounds. <laughs> Might be Mark. Mark might find it. Mark might find it, yeah. He'd be like, ah, finally. <laughs> finally. I get my money. Um, so they realise Miss Wyler must have left it there while she was putting the posters away. It's a bit it's careless. Or Miss Wyler's fault. That's why she should have got Amy to do it. And we better get that to this Disneyland book now. Because they can go now. Yeah, they can go now. That's true. Then Mr. Bayman shows up and he rescues them. Amy shouts in his face that he saved their lives. <laughs> so over the top. Yeah. And then they just shout in his face again that they have to see Miss Wyler right away and they have to go to Liz's house. The paper will have to wait. Oh my God. He's just really confused. Yeah, he's just like, what is is going on? When they get to the Wakefield's house, Stephen's home alone. He's stuffing his face with ice cream and marshmallow sauce. Yeah. They ask him where everyone is and he's like, how much will you pay me to find out? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, well, we have got this cigar box full of money. (laughs) But Elizabeth says, look, it's an emergency. Yeah. And he says, well, I can tell you where Alice is. She's going off to school to meet Miss Wyler. Mm. And he said, Jessica's hopefully hiding with Ellen because she's going to get it. But, uh, of course, Liz and Amy say, 
Not with us on the case. We've got proof. Mm. And they leg it out the door. Cut to Ellen's house. Jessica and Ellen are sat on the front porch with the box, waiting for Mrs. Reitman to get home. Yeah. They're waiting to tell the truth when suddenly <clears throat> Jessica sees a ghost. Mm. She sees the woman from the photo walking towards the house. And they, they, they start freaking out. They're complete. Well, first of all, I love that Ellen starts freaking out, but only after Jessica confirms that it looks like her because like mm. she can't even remember. So Ellen's like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, it's a ghost. And then they're both like, oh my God, please take the money. We're so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they shove the box at this woman and they're like, take it. Yeah. It even says that the ghost looks confused. Yeah, the ghost. They the refer ghost to her is as still the ghost. ghost. Yeah, yeah. The ghost is confused and she says, my name's Laura Wright. My grandmother Jane lived in this house. So. And she says she just happened to be in the neighbourhood on business and she just wanted to see the house. And the best bit is. They obviously then realise that it's her granddaughter right Mm -hmm. and laura says they so they explain the whole situation to her don't they they're like this is what happened and laura says what an an incredible coincidence no fucking shit laura you just happened to be in (laughs) sweet valley high just happened to decide to go past your grandmother's old house you always say sweet valley high sweet valley sorry sweet (laughs) valley just happened to be going past your grandmother's house just happened (laughs) to walk up the road at the exact time that these two girls that had just about to confess just about to confess just happened to have the box what a coincidence (laughs) indeed and then the mums come home and they start kicking off I decided in my head that the the whole place is called Sweet Valley High High. it's just like yeah (laughs) yeah you've done it a few times it makes me laugh you know when you're you know when like your dad watches like a TV show or something and he can't quite remember the name of things he just keeps saying it wrong (laughs) that's basically like you know I've reached that age (laughs) so Ellen introduces Laura to the, the the mothers and she tells them about the box but they're having none of it. No. I love it. Like, Alice is like, don't change the subject. Yeah. And she's like, t- apologises to Laura for being rude. But she says the girls are in big trouble. Yeah. So I, <laughs> nice to meet you, Laura. Excuse me. I'm going to have to slap my child. Yeah. And Jessica protests that Laura and the box are involved in this yeah. whole situation. Yeah. And she tells them everything. Um, Mrs. Reitman says they have to apologise to Mark. Good. Yeah. Mark. Vindication for Mark. He was right all along. Meanwhile, Laura's teary-eyed. She's yeah, reading she's like, the letters. Thanks, grandmother. She tells him her grandmother didn't marry William. She married a successful lawyer, but she never loved him. Oh. And now she's in the same situation herself. Yes, and she thanks her grandmother because she's going to make the right decision. Hmm. She loves the man that her family don't don't approve of. Yeah. And she thinks her grandmother would have told her uh to marry the man she loved yeah and she says the girls can keep the money as a reward that's nice of her they haven't got much left of it but you know yeah they've got 50 dollars left apparently and mrs reitman says they have to give that to mark and mark screams yippee i hope mark buys a new parakeet and keeps it away from the cat this time that's nice yeah that's a nice idea and then the Two nutters, Elizabeth and Amy, run up the driveway like absolute lunatics, <laughs> screaming and telling everyone they found the class money. Uh, they beg for Ellen and Jess's forgiveness. Yeah, and Jess is like, "I've got, I've got like four years worth of four or five years worth of school left in me. I need homework copying. <laughs> so yes, I yeah. forgive you, Je- I forgive you, Liz." And Alice even invites Laura um, and the Reitmans over for a barbecue the next night. Yeah. Jessica's really excited about this. But Elizabeth is still troubled because of how badly her speech went. Yeah. Jessica offers to sneak into Mr. Clark's office and make an announcement about it over the tannoy. <laughs> Liz is horrified. Yeah. Until she realises Jessica's joking. Yeah. And she says Jess can help her by returning the green her green sweater so she can look good when she loses. I think she should wear the lion sweater. So do I. Um, and then at school, the news about the money travels fast and everyone finds out that Jessica and Ellen are innocent. Yeah, I guess that's awkward. Everyone has to apologise yeah. now. And guess what? Julie has got a date. I couldn't believe this. This went the, the other way. I was surprised. So what I thought was going to happen is I thought that Amy was going to get with Peter and then Ken oh, was going to no. get with Julie. That's what I thought um, was going to happen. 
Now, Julie's got a date with Peter. Yeah, Julie's got a date with yeah, Peter. Yeah, yeah, I hope Peter gets the best friend now too. Yeah. And then it's announcement time in the auditorium. Olivia gets president. Of course. And guess who gets treasurer? I was pissed off about this. Elizabeth. Now, in fairness, I, I will say, as annoyed as I am, because I wanted Pete, Peter to get this, uh, as annoyed as I am, I must admit, if I was in the audience <clears> watching <throat> it, I would have been like, Peter's speech was hilarious and way better. I don't know if I want to trust him with money, though. Because all he's done is just roll yeah, around on the floor. 12, as a 12-year-old, would you have thought that? Yeah. As Why are 12 these 12-year-olds wanting to be treasurer anyway? I don't even understand so what weird. they're doing. As a 12-year-old, I would have voted for Peter. Oh, Peter's rad. Yeah. Oh, like, um, I, I would be so, so impressed by Peter at that, you know. But apparently people voted for Liz because she was the most qualified. <laughs> yeah, but, but she didn't provide any evidence. She just said she was the most qualified. I just don't buy like, this. Like, I like. She didn't actually say why she was qualified, though. She just said, "I am the most qualified." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, she's the most qualified. No evidence needed." And then later on at home, Jessica's listening to Toy Car on her Walkman. Yay! I imagine this would be very Riot Girl Toy Car. Yeah, yeah. Laura's on the way uh, over with her boyfriend Casey. Casey, I was hoping you'd be the owner of Casey's, <laughs> but. Jessica and Ellen are so excited. Yeah. They think it's all very romantic. Um, it is quite romantic, to be fair. Elizabeth and Jessica tell Ned that they're talking again now. So they say, can you tell tell us the secret that you've got? But he says, no, it's not the right time. Yeah. And then Laura arrives with Casey. And Casey looks just like Parker from Jessica's favourite soap opera, Love and Lace. Oh my goodness. We've heard about Love and Lace before. Yeah. It does not sound like a show for a 12-year-old. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> Sounds like a porn film. It, yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> or something really sleazy. Yeah. Like a late night something show. Something that would be on like 11pm that your mum would watch when you'd Maybe, gone to bed. Yeah, like Jess sneaks downstairs and watches it at night. Like Sunset Beach. Mm. <laughs> Baywatch Nights. <laughs> um, and Alice... <laughs> so Laura shows off her new engagement ring. And Alice asks where Casey and Laura met. And Jessica cringes and she thinks... Why does she have to ask such embarrassing questions? That's not embarrassing. That's just question. a normal question yeah, that like you'd ask perfectly, any couple. Perfectly fine question to ask. Yeah. yeah, that's not an embarrassing question at all. No. Um, and then there's like a really long bit about the about the rest of the barbecue, which I haven't got anything to say about, unless you have. No, I don't. No, not at all. Um, I just want to know <clears throat> what the hell is Ned's secret? Yeah. So they ask him again, and he still won't tell them. And Jessica thinks. Um, I bet he's going to take us to some far-off exotic place. I bet he's not. What is Mr. Wakefield's secret? Find out in Sweet Valley Twins number 12, Keeping Secrets. Yeah. Good title. Oh, one thing I do want to say about the uh, the ending of this book. Guess where Casey comes from? Where? San, San Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> oh, everyone, everyone's come from San Francisco. Like, there's Sweet Valley and San Francisco and New York. That's it. I think in Runaway that we're about to do for Kelly's... It's San I Francisco. she runs away to San Francisco. I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, Buried Treasure. <clears throat> and I must say, outside of the chillers... Uh, or, sorry, outside of the, the super editions, the chillers and the, 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 uh, the uh, Christmas super edition... My favourite twins book so far. Really enjoyed really? it. Yeah, I, uh, excluding the Christmas one and Ghost in the Graveyard. This mm. was my favourite. My favourite standard book. Um, Babs Joan Gordon wanted us to know that uh, Pamela does appear in other books. Yay! It's going to be well, a while. My theory's been proven wrong already by this book. We had Sally. We had the uh, McCandy Witch. Yeah, they're all coming back. They're coming back. So I, I take it yeah, back. Mary as well. Mary's in it a lot. Yeah. Um, and Jodie Char said uh, that she read in a suit by twins, but that purple is the colour of royalty, and therefore that shall be the unicorn's official colour. Ah, there we go. Um, I think I remember reading that as well in one of the ones we read. Right. The first ones. I always thought red was traditionally royal. <clears throat> I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the queen in purple. No. Maybe it is. Maybe. Maybe it happens. I don't really pay much attention to the Queen, to be honest. No, no, me either. She is not relevant to my life. But thank you for your comments, everybody. <laughs> we love we love getting the Instagram comments on our episodes, so uh, keep yeah. them coming in. So, we would be back in two weeks with Keeping Secrets, 
But that's actually going to be in four weeks. It is. Why is it going to be in four weeks? Because, um, so next week we're doing a special birthday episode for Kelly's Roadhouse. It is our, well, it's Kelly's, but also technically just us doing a podcast together in, you know, yeah. uh, both both podcasts. First birthday. The first we, birthday. We will, we will have a separate birthday for Casey's. Of course. When we get to when we get to an hour, uh, an hour, when we get to a year's <laughs> uh, Casey's, we'll definitely have a special episode. So we got the special Kelly's Roadhouse uh, next week. Of Lila's story. Lila's story. And then we didn't want Casey's to be left out. And I realised it's around Valentine's Day. So we thought we'd do Super Edition, Sweet Valley Twins... Lila's secret Valentine. It's a Lila centric two it weeks. Is. We'll be and I can't Lila wait. two weeks. Yeah. I've never read this book, but from what I can gather, she... Lila is doing the same thing that Caroline does in Love Letters and Sweet Valley High, which is amazing because she gives Caroline so much shit for it in Sweet Valley yeah. High. So she makes up a boyfriend and sends herself flowers and candy. Brilliant. The guy is called Gray Williams. Gray. Going to make up a name. I'm going to call him Gray. Gray Williams. That sounds like, um, yeah, he sounds like a count or something, doesn't he? And then the unicorns are impressed, um, and then they pressure her into bringing Gray to the Valentine dance. How can she bring a date that doesn't exist? This is the this exact is exactly same story. What happened to Caroline? <laughs> this is the same story. And how Lila was like, you know, determined to to expose her and yeah, say how pathetic she was. And everyone's so scared of Lila. Not one of them brought up the fact that she did this a couple of years yeah. prior. So, um, looking forward to reading that one. Can't wait. So we'll be back in that one with, two, uh, with that one in two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. We will indeed. Take care. Bye.